Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. I better just jump right into it right here this morning here on Montana Talks uh, live from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas for day two. Because if you were listening at the very end of the show yesterday, we said, whoa, 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 hey, Donald Trump Jr. is in the house. And John Jackson, the joker from Twitter, who's sidekicking with us, he put the headset down. He went down. And then as soon as you know it, Governor Gianforte and Donald Trump Jr. came down and joined us. And we had a great conversation, guns and gear and hunting in Montana. And, of course, 2024. We'll get to that later in the hour. Plus, Attorney General Austin Knutson is going to join us. But first, uh, he's kind of not just the man of the hour. He's kind of the man of the shot show from a Montana perspective. Uh, Andy Mansour is the CEO of Brickstill Defense. That's the company that's uh, that's bringing this $125 million investment, setting up an annual man- ammo manufacturing business in Glendive, Montana. And uh, Andy, I'll tell you what, it is so great uh, to see Mr. Mansour, just so great to see you here at the SHOT Show. The Montana folks could not be more th- happy and excited and thankful for what Bristol Defense is bringing to eastern Montana. Well, we appreciate uh, you know, Montanans, and we appreciate the hearty and the warm welcome that we've actually received from everybody in Montana. So thank you very much. And, you know, I think we're the biggest, uh, you know, proponents of, uh, of, of bringing business to Montana. And, and I take that with me back to D.C. Metro, and I talk to everybody there and all the advantages of, of, of coming into Montana, bringing, bringing their businesses here. Well, you know, it's funny. We got our, our friends from the Montana Department of Commerce here, and they got a great place set up. They're doing some great outreach and propping up the Montana businesses that are here as well. And I was talking with Mitch Staley out of Dillon, who's with the Department of Commerce. I was talking with Paul Green, the new director of the Montana Department of Commerce, and they said, we almost don't even need to do any talking down here because they said Andy Mansour, uh, he's going around here at the SHOT Show and talking up Montana. What do you tell these other gun guys in, in ammo manufacturing, or whoever they may be, what do you tell them about Montana and why you made this $125 million move in Montana? I think, uh, you know, it, it, the message kind of comes from the top. Uh, you know, the governor kind of going out there and putting the message out there and stuff like that of, of you know, and, and, you know, which is Montana is, is a two-way friendly state. Uh, and it just, you know, it, it's... Uh, there, there's the vast, vast openness and stuff like that. It's it's a good place to bring business in. People have that dedication. You've heard the, the governor, Jim Ford, they say that multiple times and stuff like that. You just can't, you know, and it just makes sense to, to move in there and, and, and the work ethics. Uh, we've already seen you know, seen that in, in, in the people in, in Montana, and I think it just makes sense to, to be in here. Well, the other big thing we're hearing is some of these states in America, tragically, are making it too hard for people to do business. And here, you're a company uh, manufacturing everything from 9 mil to 50 cal, an American company making things in America to support American warfighters. And so and so we need to make it easier for you to do business. And that what that's what Montana's trying to do. We're going to talk more with Andy Mansour, the CEO of Brixel Defense. Plus, we got his chief, chief strategy officer, Jimmy Slaughter. With a name like that, man, there you go. We're going to chat with him as well right after this quick break. Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River. 
This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, you can add uh, to the Vegas Strip into that uh, little show intro there. Montana Talks live from the Venetian and the SHOT Show in Las Vegas right now. Man, we got so much great content to share with you. I caught up with the CEO of Olympus Arms, big news in Helena, Montana. So if we don't get to that today, we'll have it for you tomorrow. And so many other great folks here at the SHOT Show. But we've got uh, really the, the big news. Andy Mansour, the consistent thing I heard from people across Montana was Glendive needed this and said such big news. But there's a great workforce there. And uh, the governor was just bragging at the breakfast yesterday about you did a job fair in Glendive and had a great turnout of, of folks looking to work for Bristol Defense. That is correct. Uh, you know, the, uh, we did a uh, job fair uh, with the Department of Commerce in Glendive, and on the first day, within about two hours, we had 65 applicants, and that just didn't stop. We've got applicants uh, ready to go to work, and and it's just great to see that. You know, and and you know, yeah, we might not be able to get to everybody right now, but we are. This gives us more aspiration that that workforce is ready to go. And this kind of, you know, for me, it's it's a very strong message that I can now go out and say, hey, we can expand. And that, that fear, like, hey, where are you going to find workers in Glendale or Dawson County or stuff like that? And we're working with Dawson County Community College and some of the other, uh, you know, institutions in the area to see how we can expand on that workforce, the training programs and stuff like that, that we can kind of build upon uh, all of those things. And, and kind of get the workforce ready. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some, I say kids, but they're adults now, but some Glendive kids that now they see this as an opportunity to, to move back home. Exactly. And, and have an opportunity back at home that maybe didn't exist before. So you, you wanted to touch on, uh, before I get to your, your teammate here, you wanted to touch on how you've seen firsthand how tough it is to do business in some of these other states in America. You're an American business, produce an American uh, uh, product, to support American warfighters, and yet even still, you have to face all these hurdles in some of these other states. Now, I actually would would share that firsthand. Uh, you know, there are institutions out there and stuff like that that are just shy of this. Uh, you know, the arms or the manufacturing, you know, ammunition manufacturing industry and stuff like that. So we've kind of seen that firsthand and experienced that firsthand from institutions, from states, and stuff like that, where they're not, they don't want to do business with us just because we. Uh, are in this industry and stuff like that. So, you know, and I think that's, uh, the, Montana kind of gave us that platform to, to be able to work in there. You've got uh, Jimmy Slaughter sidekicking with you here. He's the chief strategy officer for Brixel Defense. Uh, Jimmy, with a name like Slaughter, man, you've got instant street cred in a state like Montana because we got guys like Ike Slaughter, uh, a Delta uh, veteran uh, in the Bitterroot who's a part of the Special Forces Association. we got a Sheriff Slaughter who's doing incredible things. So you're already in in Montana with a name like that. Well, I, I'm glad to be in Montana, uh, and I would be honored to be with them. I've worked as a contractor back in the military ranks for quite a number of years, so that's quite an honor. But it's an honor to be in Montana. Montana has such policies under the governor and the attorney general that they have worked out for training, for assistance, uh, in supporting the Second Amendment, uh, and coming out physically themselves and showing themselves as we are supporting this and this is what we're doing. It's a great thing. 
and I, as I've been told, I, I said, so, so tell me, what does the tree strategy officer do? And Andy was saying that basically you're the guy that, man, hunting and military tactics, this is the guy who really is passionate about guns and gear and bullets and more. Well, I get, my job is to try to look four, five, eight, ten years ahead. And we know in Montana, I know from my, my studies, my research, that's where we need to go. This is why we need to be here, because they want you here. They want you to run the land. Uh, you can do whatever, you know, and work with them, and they work with you to expand as we grow and as Andy's plans pay out. We're growing. And that's what we want to do is support law enforcement, military, and a, and a general consumer, the, the hunter. I, I'm an avid hunter and a fisherman. What, uh, what type of workers are you looking for? What type of men and women are you looking for? What kind of pre-existing skills do they have to have, or can they come in off the street? Well, Aaron, they can come in off of the street. Uh, you know, we've, uh, we're going to have a training program because the machines have gotten so, so sophisticated that we, we have training set up for them to go through that they would have to complete the training. And, and that way, they've learned firsthand from factory people and us about, you know, what, what has to be done. Uh, skills, I mean, you know, obviously there are skills, you know, of people who understand machines, understand computers, and those type things. Uh, veterans, I'm, I, I look for veterans. I had veterans there. And we also look for part-time help. Part-time help is a little unusual in the work. Andy Mansour, I think we also can't fully comprehend how much other businesses will will pop up or move to locate around a business like yours to that, take part in the process. That is true. There's uh, you know there's other uh, attraction daycare centers, uh, you know coffee shop, restaurants because you know as these workers start to come in or they're they're coming into Glendale, Dawson County and stuff like that from other surrounding counties and stuff, they're going to want to eat and stuff like that. So there's a lot of that ripple effect of of economy. That, that this is going to create around us. And other firearm manufacturing folks that might want to yeah. offer another widget here or a widget there, right? True, and, and we're working with, yeah, yes, you know, we want them to be closer, but we are working with other manufacturers in the state itself to kind of hey, help each other out in the industry and stuff like that to see how we can support the warfighter better. And that's the message here. Well, great to see both of you. Jimmy Slaughter, uh, Andy Mansour, an honor to see both of you. Thanks for investing in Montana and eastern Montana in particular. Thank you for having me on the show, Aaron. Thank you. Thank Attorney you, Aaron. General Austin Knutson coming up right after this. This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, man, uh, so great to kick off uh, the statewide program here with Andy Mansour bringing this. First off, Attorney General Austin Knutson, great to see you. Want to talk about the AG Forum yesterday and so much more. But just how incredible is that from your perspective to see, you know, Brickstall Defense with this massive investment, not just in Montana, but in eastern Montana. Yeah, you know. Love it. I mean, you, you know I'm an eastern Montana guy, northeast Montana. To have something that big come into Glendive, I mean, what a shot in the arm. What what a great move. Super exciting for eastern Montana. And just, like, as a shooter and a gun guy, to have an ammunition production plant in Montana and in Glendive, just super cool. Yeah. John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, sidekicking with us here as well. Uh, so, John, jump in at any point. Uh, 
you did not get to go to the Attorney General Forum yesterday, but what question would you throw out for Attorney General Austin Johnson or just a comment? You know, <laughs> what, what we were talking about earlier is that what we've seen from Republican governors now and Republican AGs is the ability to jump on board with all of these initiatives across the country with what's going on in Texas, what's going on with climate change, what's going on with all this stuff. The ability for us not to act as individuals where the wolf pack can take us down, but to act as one. And yeah. we really appreciate all your efforts. No, that, I, I, that I appreciate that. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's great having like-minded colleagues. I mean, one of the great things about the, the, the Republicans on, on, on the AG side is that we're all – we're all pretty well locked. I won't say lockstep because on some things we're not, but on the big important stuff, on, on on the climate stuff, on the Second Amendment stuff, you know, on, on the ESG front, we can move as a group, and it 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 moves the needle. It gets people's attention. We we it, it's more powerful in court. Um, so yeah, lots of upside. Uh, so I was at this attorney attorneys general uh, forum yesterday. You really kind of spearheaded this initiative. They had a, they've had a governor's forum in recent years, but but really, man. The governors all yesterday, they talked about great things they're doing in their respective states. And, of course, Governor Gianforte stole the show once again. But but what the attorneys general have shown is not just the great work you're doing in Montana, but the way you have helped spearhead and steer a team of AGs all across the country to fight together as a group, to fight back together as states. And you've had some successes on that front. And that's that's a lot of what was covered yesterday was the good news of fighting back and actually making things happen. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, that's why I say it's 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 effective to have a group of attorneys general that, that I mean, generally, first of all, we all get along. But, you, I mean, just for your listeners, your state AG's office, a lot of times kind of is the last line of defense. I mean, we're, we're the ones that when, when the Biden administration passes some crazy regulation, some crazy new rule or, or tries to push something through, whether it's you know environmental or it's anti-energy, um, again Second Amendment, we're the ones that are standing in that breach. I mean, your state AGs, we we get together, we we will will file suit or, or do whatever we need to do, and and uh, lots of times we're the ones that are successful. Like you say, I was telling uh, the Joker here. I said, man, the best the best point that was made at this AG forum yesterday was by AG Knudsen, where you were talking. The Utah uh, AG Reyes, he was great too. He was talking about these natural asset companies, these NACs, where basically China could have purchased these NACs on the stock market and bought our federal lands, yeah, and then locked us out of our own public, so-called public lands. Or the environmental groups could have done the same, but the New York Stock Exchange withdrew that 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 uh, proposal, and and so it showed how just a simple letter. From from these AGs like Montana, Utah, and others, brought something like that to a halt. But you were basically saying, you know, these cockroaches don't like sunlight. It's amazing, yeah, and 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 that's what we're able to do as, as the attorney generals. Lots of time is is you wouldn't think just sending a letter, right? Like that sounds like the ultimate politician nonsense. Yeah, you know, they send letters right, all the time. I'm, I'm sending a letter. But, hey. but it, when you get into these asset managers and you're talking about the ESG movement, DEI, the, the point I made last night is these people clearly know what they're doing is wrong because we've had a ton of success just by shining a light on what they're doing. A little bit of publicity, send them a letter with, with, with some of our names on it. Like, hey, we're going to investigate this. We see what you're doing. We don't think it's proper. And the number of times that they've backed away from stuff like that is, is just 
pretty telling. And aren't more and more of these companies now starting to pull away from, from being forced into this ESG game? Go woke, go broke, right? I mean, we're seeing more and more and more of this all over the place. Look at look at Anheuser-Busch. Uh, you know, they're, they're, there's getting more and more of these every day. The, the, the American people don't like this nonsense. Uh, and, and again, when you put a spotlight on it, then they then they start to withdraw. Their cockroaches start to scatter yep. again. Yeah. Uh, well, I tell you what, it, it was so cool. So, yeah, maybe maybe a couple of years ago or now, I think I was at the Montana Shooting Sports Association banquet in Missoula, and you know, Ag Knutson was there, and I was like, man, I need to get a new I need to get a new pistol. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I've got got a good one, but you know, I want something a little more concealed carry. And he says, oh man, you, you check out this forty three X Glock from Shield Arms, and then they got the extended mag and everything. And, man, couldn't be more happy with that. And then last year we had the Vista Outdoors guys here, and he said, try this Blackhawk holster at a, you know, made out of the Bozeman area, and that holster's working perfectly too. But speaking of shield arms, we got Seth Bergley in the house out of Big Fork, Montana. And, Seth, man, you're just, just doing great. The, the business just continues. You're, you're selling some incredible knives now too, right? We are all over the board, yeah. Thanks for having me on. We uh, expanded the knives. We're doing soft goods. We have a sew shop in uh, Montana there, so we're kind of expanding all over the place. The S15s are kind of our bread and butter. We're we're creating a larger ecosystem around that. Uh, we launched a reduced frame size, so we're cutting the frame down to 10 rounds. So a lot of these guys that deep conceal or uh, don't want someone to know they have a pistol, it gives them a smaller footprint for that and uh, kind of expanding it, so... Seth Absolutely. is very humble, but look, they've got close to forty employees up in the up up in the Swan Valley. Um, I mean, what a, what a what a Montana success story! These guys these guys have gone from a couple guys in their barn to in just a couple short years, they're doing some pretty amazing stuff. It, it is so cool to see because kind of like you, Austin. I remember when you were the the Montana State kid with you know old Wranglers and dusty cowboy boots. Uh, you still kind of got dusty cowboy boots. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. You haven't, got, you haven't come that far. No, I really you haven't. Know. Why don't you do something with your life? You yeah. know. Knock the cow crap off. Yeah, I'm sorry. exactly. Yeah. yeah, where's the scrapers when you enter the doors here, you know? But, Seth, same same deal with you, man. I mean, man, uh, you know, your parents, uh, just salt-of-the-earth folks, and uh, kind of northeast Montana homestead roots, but uh, the Joliet kind of area. And uh, and uh, now you open a beautiful new facility in Big Fork, too, yeah. that grand opening. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone's up there, stop by. We have a full retail space. We'll have a coffee shop open um, as part of that probably June waiting on the state to give some permitting. You know how that goes. Uh, I know a guy. Yeah. I was going to say, there's a couple of guys here. Yeah, also, just yeah. a shout-out to any of the DEQ guys that are listening to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been great. Big expansion. Glad to have that over with. We are uh, we're actually up to 52 employees wow. now. So, yeah, and more growth to come. So, Yes. Uh, hey, Carrie Seekins Crow, Representative Carrie Seekins Crow, just walking by with her Marine Corps husband. And uh, she had the expanded carry bill go through the legislature i think we're still waiting to find out how the testing is going to be run when does the expanded carry finally well so so some of that is going through my office yeah the 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 bill allowed for i mean in montana we're constitutional carry and and most of our sister states have reciprocity with our concealed carry permit you you could still get a montana concealed weapons permit the 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 enhanced concealed carry was for that there was a handful of states that did not recognize montana's concealed weapon permit um and the idea with the expanded the the enhanced permit is you could get recognized in those states 
We're going through that process that actually is going through my office. We, we've had to do some outreach to those states, um, check a few boxes. I think we're up to three states now that, that, that we're, we're, we're moving that. Eight, progress eight, is moving forward. Well, yeah, it, it wasn't as simple as we just passed the bill and, and those states recognize it. I mean, I, these are a little more difficult, bluer states, I will say. Um, but we're having some success. I've got, I've got a guy in my office that this is one of the things he's working on solely, and, and we're having some success. That's, that's great. Uh, that's great. Uh, let's see. Speaking of Big Fork, we had a listener, hey, wants to hear your take on the Texas border news and basically Texas fighting back with this razor wire dispute with the Biden administration. I saw Governor Gene Forte, like other governors, uh, are, are standing in support of Texas to try to secure this country. Look, we have to. Texas, Arizona, those, those states are bearing the brunt of what we're seeing in Montana, right? Like, I, I, I'm in charge of law enforcement in Montana, and, and, and we're being overrun with cartel fentanyl, cartel meth. Uh, our numbers bear that out. That's It's all coming across that southern border. Now, imagine being in a southern county along the Rio Grande River, and you're dealing with this day in and day out, the violence, the human trafficking, the, the drugs. It's coming across your, your, your field or your pasture. Uh, I, I, we have to stand with Texas and what they're doing here. That's um, right. If the federal government's not going to do it, states have to step up and do it for them. That's right. Uh, Seth Bergley, uh, you know, before we quickly run out of time, and then i got to play our conversation with Donald Trump Jr. I think that's going to take up the rest of the show. Tomorrow I'm going to chat. So the Olympus Arms CEO, incredible veteran hiring veterans. Actually, he's still serving in the military, <laughs> hiring fellow service members. Uh, uh, Anthem Snacks, I'm going to have their CEO, that audio on the show tomorrow. Third Special Forces Group veterans started in Bozeman, veterans hiring fellow veterans. Same thing with, with Shield Arms. You're an Army veteran hiring other veterans. That's what I love about this, this industry. Absolutely. Talk about that. Talk about some so of the we've people got, we've got uh, on the team. We now represent... We now represent, uh, we've got every branch, including the Coast Guard. You know, we, we consider those guys military, you know, I guess, most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's been great. Uh, trying to have a culture, I think that's a big part of what S.H.I.E.L.D. is. Um, we're trying to build. The reason we're building buildings versus just selling the company and cashing out is that we're trying to create something for Montana, for the community, to have a, a good place to work, where people get good benefits, they get to work for hopefully a good employer, uh, doing innovative things, and then, you know, something that we're building to weather the storm of time and the economy ups and downs, where people have a consistent place to live. So, absolutely, we've got a lot of veterans that we work with. Um, that's a big stuff. part of it. So. Yeah, yeah, incredible stuff. It's a great service, what you're doing, not just the business itself. A.G. Knudsen, I've got full audio from that uh, A.G. Uh, forum yesterday. I want to share more of that, if not tomorrow, next week when I'm back in studio. Great to see you and your lovely wife, Christy, here. Seth Bergley, great to see you as well. Yes, thanks sir. For, thanks, thanks for having us. All right. Uh, John Jackson and I got to catch up with Governor Gianforte and Donald Trump Jr. Wait till you hear this stuff coming up. This is where Montana talks at with Lane Nordland. Partisan disputes that kept agriculture lawmakers from realizing a new farm bill last year are showing up again in a tug of war between feeding and farm programs. It's still a fixed pot of money in the farm bill, so the age-old farm versus nutrition program fight continues only more intensely. Ag Republicans and farm groups want more dollars to boost ARC and PLC support triggers, while Democrats want to protect feeding and climate dollars. Iowa Republican Senator Joni Ernst in a Senate hallway interview was asked about Ag Chair Debbie Stabenow's plan to boost nutrition at the expense of ARC and PLC. We need more farm in the farm bill, bottom line. Uh, all this little shell game stuff, we've got to stop this. Uh, the SNAP program has exploded. 
and we can't continue on a path like this. SNAP and other nutrition programs comprise some 82% of the farm bill. Ag Republicans argue Stabenow and Democrats must return food stamp funding to pre-pandemic levels. And I, I hope she understands that and that we've got to be serious about coming back to the table and negotiating what's in the bill. But Stabenow recently said this. We can get this on if people are serious. If, if people are serious about it, I'm serious about it. So the finger pointing continues. The old farm bill lapsed in September with an outdated crop support extended one year. I'm Ray Northmond. There Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Well, this is very cool. I'll tell you what, uh, we just wrapped up our live show here on the first day of our coverage from the SHOT Show. We got a chance to catch up with Montana Governor Greg Gianforte earlier. He just came walking back with an incredible sidekick. Uh, Governor, very great to see you. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming back to join us here. Yeah, uh, this is incredible. Donald Trump Jr. in the house. Uh, Mr. Trump, I, I got to a chance. Just Doc. <laughs> just Don. Just, just one Mr. Trump. It's not me. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, Don Jr., man. No, I. we got a chance to, to sit down with you back in 2018. Yeah. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, it's so good to see you. And it's so good to see President Trump's historic victory in Iowa and third victory in New Hampshire. Yep. It's, uh, uh, it's been, a, it's been a good down. week. I think people are getting it. You see the momentum. I mean, even with... All the Democrat donors funding Nikki Haley, even with all the Democrats flipping over to vote for her because they have an open primary, they're literally out there saying, I changed registration to vote against Donald Trump because I would rather run against Nikki Haley later on, and then I'll just vote for Joe Biden anyway. I'm saying these are the people that are voting in Republican primaries, and we still have a blowout. So uh, the, the momentum feels good, and then it's just great, honestly, to be back here at SHOT Show because... Uh, while I hailed from the People's Republic of New York, now living in uh, the free state of Florida, uh, you know, shot, shooting, hunting, fishing, all that stuff is really, that's what I do in my free time. That's what I, it's my passion. So it's good to be here. Well, and I've, I've said this before, because in Montana, you know, you know, the Sean Hannity's and the Rush Limbaugh's of the world. Yeah. You know, they knew Donald Trump, the man. So, so in 2016, they said, hey, America. What, listen to this man in Montana. You know, you know it because you spent a lot of time. But but I, you know, I, I've said this: the Trump family is the real deal. You would come out to Montana and sleep on couches when you'd come out on hunting yeah. trips. Yeah, I, I did a lot. Well, actually, so when I graduated from business school, I, I literally went. I moved to Colorado uh, for about a year and a half. I worked in a bar. That was an amazing conversation to have with my father coming out of business school. <laughs> You're going to go work in a bar, but it was so I could fly fish and hunt and do all that stuff. So I literally would drive the entire, you know, sort of western state and sleeping in my truck, hitting every river there was, you know, in the summers and then the hunting season, doing whatever I could. So uh, I, I was all over and I, I, I'm intimately aware. Well, you talk about the bar, you know, when you're out there freezing your you-know-what off yeah. in, in the middle of uh, elk hunting or deer hunting, you know, it's like that country song, 
My favorite color is neon uh, because you can go warm up at the bar afterwards and get a burger and a beer. <laughs> exactly. Well, we had, we had some fun, uh, obviously, with the governor uh, and with Senator Steve Daines uh, a bunch of times going out hunting and fishing. And we, we were talking when we were doing the, the gubernatorial race. We went out to middle of nowhere. I guess it was what, Angle, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, and the Jersey Lily. We, exactly. Having some nice onions. <laughs> I remember it was it was a great no, but it was a great experience. We had beans. We we had a blast, and the New York Times picks up that we're out shooting prairie dogs, but they don't know what that is. That's right. So they did this whole article how the governor to be we go, he's shooting pregnant dogs. And my dad calls me. He's like, "You're shooting? What are you out of your mind?" I'm like, well, "I have no idea what they're talking about because they keep saying pregnant dogs." This story broke globally. Oh, yeah, so there European was, papers everywhere. Yep. And it's like everybody in Montana says, oh, that's just what we do in the springtime. Yeah, well, but they exactly. didn't know, so people are like, they're killing pregnant dogs. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm trying to figure out what the hell. And they're like, I'm like, the only, I was like, prairie dog. No, it's like, no, they're rats. No. Like, like, what are you talking about? But it shows the disconnect. You know, they thought this was like an October surprise. They, they got, they, they're busting, you know, Brent Gian Forte and Donald Trump Jr. for shooting pregnant dogs. And it was like, so what was, it was like one of the better self-owns, uh, you know, well, in this recent memory. this is the media after all. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I just want to, I want to give Don a shout out here. I saw him hit a prairie dog at 400 yards with a 338 single shot. Ooh. It just vaporized. Wow. Oh, that was, <laughs> yeah, we may not show the video on that one. It was a little <laughs> <laughs> just a mist. It's a pink yeah, mist. A little it's, pink uh, mist. Yeah, yeah we, we brought some of the big guns out too. It wasn't. It wasn't all. Uh, it wasn't all typical Harmon guns. But it was fun. Well, I'll so. tell you what. I've got you know my, my sidekick here, uh, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter. He was supposed to be doing a live podcast right now, but he's like. Donald Trump Jr. is right down there. I'm not leaving. Uh, oh, he, I appreciate he, it. He's got over 90,000 followers on Twitter, and he is one of the most pro-Trump guys you will find out there. But uh, it's just. It, it actually, it's it, it's sad to see what's happening in this country right now yeah. because we saw how good things were under your father's leadership in policies, and our country is on a, it's on we're in the, the brink right now. No, it's it's crazy. I mean, the, the good thing about it, and it sucks. It's almost like you know, addiction. Right, you got to hit rock bottom. Uh, people see it though. You know, the people who sat on the sidelines, they're like, I'm not sure. Or they're getting five minutes of news, and it's in the background. So they're not really paying attention, but, well, Trump must be this. Well, they saw an experience just living life. They saw, you know, cheap, low interest rates. They saw no inflation. They saw, you know, they were able to afford things. The economy was booming. Uh, they, they weren't dealing with a migrant crisis. They weren't dealing with wars breaking out all over the world. And, and then... You know, the adults come back in charge, supposedly, and all, all of a sudden, all of that ends. So the people who sat on the sidelines that weren't sure or were sort of influenced by the, the insane bias of the media, those are the people that are coming up to me and be like, dude, we got this wrong. We got to fix it. So there's an energy out there that's palpable. I mean, uh, you see, I mean, I'm out here for shot because I love this stuff, but I, I have an outdoor brand with Field Ethos that, uh, you know, that we created. But we're also working with like so many other guys creating a real patriot economy because we've seen that, you know, big corporate is out there attacking regular Americans. I mean, for the gun industry, we're announcing a partnership between Public Square and Credova, Montana-based company, uh, today because, you know, the banks are shutting down people's you know, accounts if they have you know, firearms transactions. And so they're offering you know, buy now, pay later type of deals to, to insulate patriotic Americans from the attack of woke corporate America. Uh, and, and so we're, we're super psyched about that one. And, you know, I, I helped take um, Public Square, literally public, this summer to allow 
a, a venue for patriotic Americans to find other like-minded businesses. You know, so you're not a going to Starbucks and spending your, your hard-earned dollars on someone who's going to literally donate that to causes that hate your guts or politicians who would put you in the gulags. So, you know, at, at Public Square, you're able to find other businesses like you uh, who share your values and, and, you know, give them your money and vice versa. So it, it's a natural thing. It's gotten so extreme. The attack on patriotic Americans is so flagrant uh, that we're out there just fighting back. And it's it, it's really good. Yeah. And I saw it here at the SHOT Show last year. I was talking to a Montana gun manufacturer down in the Bitterroot, and he shared with me he'd been banking with a national bank for decades. Yep. And he got turned down for a loan. And they wouldn't give him a reason. Finally, he pushed him. That bank told him, you could be making screws for a Revolutionary War flintlock, and we wouldn't bank you because you're in the firearms yep. industry. That's why we introduced, and I signed into law, a non-discrimination ordinance in Montana that you cannot discriminate against firearms manufacturers in the provision of banking services. That's law in Montana now. That's, that's great. And, and these are the things we need to do, that, but that's not going to happen elsewhere. So you, we got to create the institutions, the, the overall, you know, uh, the size and scope of which has grown because people are getting it. They're understanding that it's being weaponized. I, I had a you know, PNC Bank, a major bank on the East Coast, I have a news aggregating app, MXM News, that just takes stories from everywhere, right? It's not like, you know, when you Google something, you see CNN, 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 MSDNC, MSDNC. You know, on page 976, maybe there's an article from Fox, and then you'll never even see anything from Breitbart or something else that's conservative. So, you know, we just take stories from everywhere. But we might take the New York Times, but we'll we'll contrast that with it, Breitbart, so you can see both sides of the story and come up with we go, my partner calls me and like, hey, our operating account, like someone hacked us, like we lost, you know, whatever it was, you know, three quarters of a billion dollars, like our entire small business, but like took it out, we're at zero. And I'm like, what? So we call the bank. Oh, oh yeah, we, we forgot to tell you, we just don't want to do business with you. It's like, well, we're not even printing news. We're just taking news from everywhere and just aggregating it so people can make up their own minds. And that was too much. This is my business. I have a pretty big platform. I got millions of followers. I can fight back. They didn't care. You know, then of, of course it was literally around the time of like, I guess it was CPAC. And so speaker of the house at the time all these guys i'm telling them the story they're tweeting about how outrageous this is and then all of a sudden uh no it was a mistake it was like it wasn't a mistake you told us exactly what you did you just got caught you were dumb. but if they can do that to me who won't they do it to it doesn't have the resources Correct. to fight back everything i hear you saying everything i hear governor gianforte saying you know these attacks on the gun industry uh you know they started before donald j trump was the president oh yeah and the reason I say that is that everything that you're describing about the attacks on the gun industry from the banking world, from the insurance world, from the legal world, it's the same type of lawfare that they're using to target your family oh, yeah. and your father and the president who secured our borders and secured this country. And it's, it's unconventional political warfare that's being used against the gun industry, that's being used against your dad. And that's why when, when Nikki Haley said he's running for his issues, his issues are our issues. Yeah. If, if same, same as what I just said, right? If they can do it to me, if they can do it to him, is you know, a billionaire with millions and millions of you know, people who follow him and probably one, arguably one of the most powerful platforms out there to be able, if they can do it to him, who, who can't they do it to? But more importantly, if they can do it and will do it to him, who won't they do it to? Where does the line stop? I mean, he's just the guy that's in the way. If they get through that, if they get that, we've just instituted a whole new policy. And we've seen we are not getting, you know, I understand I am not the upstanding human being that Hunter Biden is. But I, I also feel that, you know, maybe we've been treated a little differently in the whole, you know, congressional testimony. I did 50 hours of testimony. Right. Hold, hold that right there because this part's great. We'll get to it right after this.
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, Donald Trump Jr. I know I'm not the upstanding citizen that Hunter Biden is, but let's roll right back into it. I understand I am not the upstanding human being that Hunter Biden is, but I, I also feel that you know, maybe we've been treated a little differently in the whole you know, congressional testimony. I did 50 hours of testimony. Was it 50? I thought it was 40. 50 hours of testimony. And then well, I got another 10 hours for January 6th. Oh, yeah, 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 the yeah. first unarmed yeah, yeah. insurrection in the history of the, the world. Right the only, yeah, yeah, the yeah. only insurrection where the tour guides were actually armed and did nothing to stop it, and the, the quote-unquote insurrections were unarmed taking selfies inside the velvet ropes. But but you see what it is, and it's not just me versus Hunter. It, look at look at the J6ers versus you know the people who burned down Portland or Kenosha or you know or Seattle or you know that burned down entire stores or killed police officers like David Dorn. Yeah, you know, they're well, they're doing that for social justice. So you know, murder's fine. Well, just you can't. God forbid you do something. I mean, the vice president campaigned to help those people, to raise funds to get them out of prison. Meanwhile, someone who shook a fence gets 17 years uh, in a federal prison, no due process, and now we see the videos and they're like, well, they didn't actually do anything. Well, that doesn't matter. You know, we're going we're gonna to hide the exculpatory evidence because we want to deliver on the narrative, not on reality or the truth. Donald Trump Jr. and Governor Greg Gianforte, I understand if you got to run. i got one more question I want to throw out, but I, I should give my buddy John Jackson here. He's so pro-Trump. Uh, you, you got a quick question oh, or comment you want to throw out there? Absolutely. We have got to make some news here on Montana Talks this morning. Now, we've got to get your father in next year, but what I want to know here this morning is when are we starting the next dynasty? Oh, God. The next part of the Trump <laughs> dynasty. Oh, can we get Donald Can we get Check, Donald please. Trump? <laughs> Can we get Donald Trump Jr. to run in 2020? Uh, you, 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 you never know. Listen, my, my focus, you, you got to focus on one thing at a time in this game. In our case, we got to focus on about 100 things because we got we to gotta help guys like Greg win the governorship. So, we, by the way, I know, we've seen how important that is. But beyond that, we need, like, sane... You know, not like rainbow-haired freaks running for school boards. We need we need to encourage other. Like that's more important than all of these things. We, you know, at every level we got to do that. So, you know, I'm, I would never rule anything out. I will always be in the fight. At this point, it's sort of turned into my life, right? I, I, you know, whether you actually want to do that day job or not is, is is a different story, right? There's a day job component that's especially in sort of Washington D.C. that I probably want nothing to do with at the moment. But uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I wouldn't have. I would. Have, I was a real estate developer from New York City. I would have been quiet. We're doing this because it matters, but we got to do it across the board. Not. It's not just about the president or even the governors. Those are really important, as we've seen for the last few years. But we need to do from the ground up. We need people to get involved. People who are sick of watching what's happening to their children in the schools and the indoctrination and the insanity. We need everyone to get involved. If you, if we go out there with, hey, Donald Trump's great and he's unafraid, but we put him out there by himself. They can take them out. You know, they, they've showed that they, they show that they can do that. You get 150, 175 million Americans together on the same mission. They ain't touching us. So we, we got We got everyone in this game. And you know, one way or the other, I promise you, I'll be in the game. It's just a question of where. Outstanding. Senator Steve Daines of Montana, the chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee right now, months ago, he was saying it's time to unite around Donald J. Trump. He's yep. our party's nominee. 
Uh, Senator Steve Daines worked closely along with Governor Greg Gianforte when you started your business in Bozeman, Montana. My, my other question was going to be, I sure hope that that uh, Don Jr. will come back to Montana this year because because we need him especially. We've got the most important Senate race in the country. You're up for re-election. Nearly every statewide office is up this year, Governor. Yeah, it's a time to uh, take another Senate seat back. Uh, this is why, with Senator Daines, uh, you know I've endorsed Tim Sheehy in that race. That's extremely important. This guy, if you don't haven't gotten to know him, I encourage you to do it. He, you know, five tours of active duty, wounded in action three times, built a business primarily with veterans in the Gallatin Valley, uh, is philanthropically minded. His wife's even a Marine. I mean, this guy, conservative values, he's going to do a great job for Montana. We need to get him into office in the fall and replace John Tester. And I concur. We can't wait till June. We can't, just like... No, we we're, all, we're always going to be at a financial deficit too, right? You know, the people of Montana can support someone, but the people of California are then sending millions and millions of dollars. So, you know, we're functioning on one-fifth the budget, generally speaking, as they are. And so we, we got we to get involved in all of these things. We got to think about those things. You can't wait till the last minute because the other side, you know, they, they do not play fair. They do not play nice. They're they're funded by all sorts of people who you know, clearly do not share Montanans' values. Uh, but we, we got to recognize that we can't wait. Whether it's hunting for prairie dogs or hunting for votes, will we see in Montana? Yeah, I, I, I was like, I was talking to Greg earlier. I was like, listen, Montana's like my favorite place to go campaign because I'm like, okay, we'll go do a campaign event, but then I'm going fishing. That's then, right. We'll do another campaign event or a fundraiser, then I'm going shooting. So, yeah, I just love it out there. So, yeah, it, you, know, you don't have to twist my arm too hard to get me to go to Montana. We can do a live show from the Jersey Lily in Indemar. I mean, we, we can listen, come to you. I'm, I'm in. Uh, right. we, we make that happen. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. And promises made, promises kept. That's the sound of the well, uh, Donald Trump Jr., an honor as always. Thanks so much. And Governor, thanks nice again for you, uh, helping Very all nice these nice businesses. All right. John, the funniest thing about that, I know we're wrapping up the show here, but, you know, he's like, there's a crazy man over here. <laughs> I was like, security. And the security guards were like, whoa, 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 what's up? What's up? We're like, no, nah, we're, we're good. We're just joking around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you sit there face to face with him and talk with him and you hear his responses. You see how quick he is, how outspoken he is. He's another version of his father. That's why he's got to run for office. Uh, oh, know? man, that was fun. That, that was a great question and a, and a great response there. And, uh, yeah, you're going to have to sidekick with us at the Jersey Lily because we got to make that happen. Hey, coming up tomorrow, the CEO of Anthem Snacks, the official jerky of the UFC, Bozeman-based uh, Special Forces veteran started this company, incredible energy, and Olympus Arms CEO. Wow, what an incredible story there about Helena, Montana. So another big show from the shot.